Hello, Freedom Nation. It's Jeff here once again with the Freedom Nation podcast. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about multifamily real estate. I'm interviewing Jasmine Salinas. Jasmine started her career at age 15, starting companies where she actually had employees. She took the money that she made from those businesses and started investing in real estate. And after about four years, she began to invest in multifamily real estate. So I hope you enjoy this interview as much as I did. Welcome to the Freedom Nation podcast with Jeff Kickle. On this show, Jeff shares his expertise in financial and retirement planning from a different perspective. Planning for your Freedom Day, which is the first day that you wake up and have enough income or assets and do not have to go to work that day. Learn how to calculate what you need, how to generate income sources, and listen to interviews from others who've done it themselves. Get ready to experience your own Freedom Day. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Freedom Nation podcast. This is Jeff, and today we get to talk a little bit about real estate and a little bit about cash flow. And I have my guest, Jasmine Salinas, on. Jasmine had a company since she was 15 years old. She started off saying, hey, I want to start a business, and she's never looked back since. And I'm really looking forward to the conversation we're going to have today. Jasmine, welcome to the show, my friend. Jeff, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm super excited to share with you and let's get started. I love it. Let's kick off with a quick introduction of your story. So tell us how you got to where you're at today. Awesome. Sure. So I always wanted to open my business. Since I was a little girl, I was always selling and doing something. When I was 15, I started my first company and hired my first employee. And just mm-hmm. like you said, I never look back. And then I was just saving money. I wasn't sure what kind of business I was going to start. I just knew that was my venue. So I was just saving money. And four years ago, I had 45000 on my bank account. And I was like, what should I do? I don't want to have the money in the bank. It's not cash flowing. It's not doing anything. What should I do? So I was like, what I figured something out, I'm just going to buy a piece of real estate. So what I so what I bought, it was a piece of land because I didn't know anything. I didn't know construction, anything. So it's like, this is easy. doesn't require anything of me. And then I'll figure something out later. So I bought this piece of land and that was my first real estate transaction. Nice. But a couple months after, I got the opportunity to do sales for a real estate investment firm. Nice. And it was a no-brainer for me. It was like, I was super excited because... They were going to teach me everything about real estate. So I was like, let's do it. And I realized that I didn't get such a good deal on my piece of land. I was like, I pay higher than anybody else in the neighborhood. It was on the floodplain. And I was like, good Lord. So what I did just sell, uh, I sold that piece of land right away. Mm-hmm. Bought it for 40000 sold it for forty five. The rule number one when you invest, never lose money. Never lose money, was... make a profit, even if it's small. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So sold it. And after that, I was like, okay, now I have money in the bank. What should I do? And here I am, four years later, doing the same thing over and over again. And last year, I started in multifamily. Okay. Now, how large a multifamily have you been doing? How large? Anywhere from the biggest multifamily apartment complex that we have is 418 units. We close on that one. 
yeah, last December. So that's the mm. biggest property that we have, but it just like last year we closed on 880 units. This year we are already on the 1100 units. That's awesome. Now, are you doing this through a fund or through a real estate company or how are you doing that? No, th- through syndication. Okay, great. Now, did you have, are you working with a partner in that syndication or did you just do this all by yourself? Yeah, it's a partnership, massive okay. capital. Like we all came together. It's five of us and then all the team members who started this. Brilliant. That's fantastic. Just from the simple fact that you're starting that so early in life. A lot of people go through the the first few years of single family until they finally get tired of dealing with tenants and then start to shift into that gear. But you started much faster. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because I actually, so after doing land, I was like, what should I do next? Should I do fix and flip, Airbnb, all these strategies that you can do in real estate. And I was just exploring every single thing, like what should I do next? And I came across multifamily, I attended one of the real estate summits and it just made sense to me. And I was like, hold on. You're telling me I don't have to go through all the hustle of fixing and flipping and dealing with tenants and all that. And I can just go straight on multifamily. Mm. It's very intimidating because at the beginning, I thought I had to have 50 million on my bank account in order to Mm. purchase these properties and all that. But it's a team sport. Like you just need to connect with the right people. And it's just a lot of mindset. It's just go for it. But most of the mentors that I had, I was just hearing over and over again, like they started in single family and eventually they end up in multifamily just for how quick you can scale the tax benefits. So many things that we will get deeper. But it just, it was to me, it was like, okay, this is a no brainer mm-hmm. sense to me on every single aspect. So that's why I went just straight to multifamily. I love it. I love it. Now, had your family done any type of real estate before or was this you're you're the first one? No, my dad, he has done real estate, but no multifamily. So he's actually more in the fix and flip, the short term rentals, land. He's been the hardest for me to convince and it's like, let's get in multifamily as a family. But eventually, hopefully he can. Trust me, it takes a while. I, I think I spent 20 years in the investment industry before my parents moved their accounts to me. It's just, they know you and they saw you in diapers. So they're all, you're always going to be their kid and not the expert that you are at this stuff. Exactly. Talk a little bit about if somebody's sitting out there and they're like, okay, they were you four years ago. They've got $45,000 and they're trying to figure out what do I do? I want to get into real estate. How would you suggest that they start to figure out what type of real estate they want to get into? That's a great question. One of the things that I always say, the first thing that you need to invest is in yourself, in knowledge. And of course, once you understand all the venues, risk of real estate, one of the things that you need to consider is where you are in the journey. How much risk can you take? How much time do you have? How much money do you have? Because 50,000, I mean, for the college girl, high school girl, it's a lot of money. But if you're getting in real estate, it's, that's nothing. Like you, you're going to need a lot of money. It's one of the things that I like to ask my investors is like, how much risk can you take? For example, in multifamily, where are you in the journey? Do you need cash flow or do you need more appreciation? For example, if you have a W2 job or a business that is cash flowing, you don't really need more cash flow. However, you need your money to double or triple in a short period of time. 
So by the time that you are getting ready to retire or send the kids to college or whatever goals you have, you already have the compound effect of investments. So mm. that's why I like to, like the first thing, like you need to understand where you are and what you need. If it's a person who is getting ready to retire or of course you will need more cash flow. So everybody's on different journeys and it's very important to understand where you are so you can find the right, the right avenue for you. Yeah. Now, in a typical syndication, I know we've had we've talked to a couple of syndicators on here. In a typical syndication, do you have different tranches of money inside of that syndication that some are more for appreciation, some are more for the income side, or is it really everybody is in the same tranche? No, it depends on the deal. Okay. So there are deals that are very like cash flow heavy. There are deals that is like appreciation. There are deals that give you a lot of depreciation. People who already have business or other investments, and you don't want to pay. One of the benefits about multifamily is the taxes that like you can write off. Yes. So let's say you invest one hundred thousand, you're able to write off up to sixty five thousand dollars at the end of a year. It depends on where you are. Yeah, absolutely. And every deal is different. One of the things that I tell people is one of the benefits of working with us with Massive Capital is that we have so many deals. Like right now, we have four active deals where people can put their money. I like to take the time to understand where you are in the journey so I can put you in the right deal. It's not just this deal because I'm raising and want your money here. It's a win-win for both of us. So what markets are you working in currently? We are in Texas. In Georgia, okay. North Carolina, and Denver. I'm nice. looking to expand to Arizona and Florida. Interesting. Those are target months. Very cool. Hot markets right now, too, for a lot of this stuff. And a lot of markets where there was some old, a lot of the old properties and things like that can be redone. and Out of value. Uh, yeah, absolutely. When you look at your future, is it going to be staying in the multifamily space or are you looking at other areas as well from your personal capital standpoint? So to me, personally, I'm doing this because, so first of all, to me, it's the best investment. Mm-hmm. Less risk, all the benefits of investing passively. Like right now, I'm an active investor without saying mm-hmm. I'm in the table and I'm making sure all this deals go through, but eventually like I would just want to be totally free and receive my cash flow every month. That's what I'm doing. A lot of heavy work right now. So eventually I can have that freedom. Yeah. You have that active income to build your war chest and then you get to enjoy it much later on and continue to use that. So I love that idea. So for somebody that is sitting there and going, you know what? I don't really have any money, but I've got some retirement money and that's it. What are your suggestions when it comes to that? Is there a way for them to use retirement dollars to invest in real estate? Jeff, that's a great question. And I always tell people, yeah, you can invest your retirement account in real estate. And the first thing that I always tell people is go and check on the performance of your retirement accounts. There are trillions of dollars sitting on retirement accounts underperforming. And you are able to use our retirement account and put it in a real estate investment. So your Mm. money is appreciating double digit returns in five years. By the time you're ready to retire, that money is going to just grow so quick. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So how is that typically done? Let's say you've got your account sitting at a brokerage firm. How would, would somebody invest in real estate through that? Could they invest directly through the brokerage firm or how do they have to do that? We always have to roll over that money into a self-directed IRA. It always okay. has to be through a real IRA. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we don't do it ourselves. We work at a company who can help us with a rollover, and they just mm-hmm. roll over that money into a self-directed IRA. It's like a third party because if we accept the money, you have to pay penalties, taxes, and all that. But why it's so good is because you don't touch the money. That money goes to a custodian. And the custodian invests the retirement account into a real estate asset. And then when we do distributions, all the cash flow, when we sell the property, all the money goes back. And one of the things that I like to say to tell people is, let's say you invest $100,000 today. Most of our deals is a two times equity multiplier, which means you invest $100,000 today in five years is going to turn in $200,000. If those $200,000, you don't touch them, you invest them again. In five years, you have $400,000. $400 turns in $800. And that's where the wealth gets created. The freedom mm-hmm. gets created. It's all the compound effect of investing and reinvesting. So by the that's- time you're ready to retire, you're going to live a great life. Yeah, you can still invest in that even after retirement. It's not a, it's not an either or. You can just switch gears a little bit and say, hey, I want to focus on the deals that generate more cash flow than growth or doubling of my money because I'm going to typically take a little bit more risk in those growth type investments than I will in the in the more income oriented investments. Exactly. I always tell people like it's important to diversify your portfolio. Hmm. So all kind of assets, I'll just keep some money in the retirement account. And the less, the more diversification you have, the less risk. Absolutely. If you look back now, you haven't been doing this a ton of time, but if you look back now and you were to say, I should have done this or that, what would you advise your four years ago self at this point? Just to start sooner on things that are going to create the longer term wealth. When I was doing land, it was just like buy and resell, get rich quick kind of thing, but I wasn't Mm -hmm. building anything for the long term. So that's why I started, you know, exploring and multifamily was the vehicle that I knew was going to take me for the long term wealth. Mm. I wish I had started four years ago. Yeah. Four years ago, if I had started with those 45000 right now, it will be close to 80000 now. What Now, let me ask you this question. What was the ways that you learned? How did you learn about all this? How did you educate yourself on real estate and specifically on the multifamily side? That's a great question. When I attended to this real estate summit, that was when my third eye opened and I understood mm-hmm. everything, like the high level of how everything works. And after that, I just, I, I'm just going to find my way through. I used to start connecting with people who were already doing it. I started attending to all these workshops, masterminds, used to learn more and I still do it. And every time I go, I learn more and I connect with other people. But the most important thing is I just set my mind to this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to connect with the right people who is already mm-hmm. doing it. Because like I was thinking like this is overwhelming. And if I yeah. wait until I can buy my own multifamily property, it's going to take me 
100 years. It's yeah. just or, not good or you're gonna, numbers. Yeah. yeah, you're going to do what a lot of people do. Okay, I'm going to start doing flicks and flips and all or wholesaling. And it takes them a long time to get to the point where they have, get enough capital together or they get frustrated enough where it's just, okay, I'm tired of cleaning toilets. I'm tired of doing all this stuff. And then they blunder into to multifamily. But I think that's the thing I get from you more than anything is you started building the connections that helped you to get to where you're at. You don't have to know everything. In fact, you don't have to know a whole heck of a lot. You need to just get around the right people that can help you and help point you in the right direction. Right. So when I actually approach, so I start connected with the people that I thought it would be a great fit for me and vice versa. I approach to them. I told them, like, listen, this is my skill set. My background is on sales, leadership, and my business degrees. I got two business degrees and all that. So I was just telling, this is my skill set. Do you think I can add value to you in the multifamily? I want to get in multifamily. You think I can add value to you? Most of the time, people come to us. It's like, how can I add value to you? No, you need to understand what your skill set and apply it to what you want to do. In this case, it was like my background is on sales business. How can I add value and get into this industry? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the most important skills we all have to develop is understand what our skills are, how we can contribute. And I think you went at it right coming into it and saying, you know what, here's what I do best. How can I fit that into your world? And it's much better than, hey, I want to learn all this stuff and just teach me all this. What can you do to add to it overall? And when I came with with my partners, I was just like, I will do anything just by being part of your table. Like just by listening to your conversations, I'm already winning because I'm already Mm -hmm. learning. So I was just like putting systems, hiring BAs, putting all the documents together Mm -hmm. and all that. So that's how I started. Let me just add a value to you while I learn. And I knew Mm -hmm. like the knowledge, nobody's going to take that away from me. If at one point this partnership doesn't work, Nobody's going to take away from me what I have learned. I can go anywhere. Of course, I landed in great hands and people Mm -hmm. who are very good, like-minded people, same goals, ambition. And of course, I'm just going to stick it around here. No, and it makes complete sense. And I think you, you came at it with the right attitude. Hey, I'll do whatever I need to. If I have to sweep the floor, I'll sweep the floor. But let me, yeah, let me add value wherever I can and let me get this knowledge. And you're right. I think back to the book Chris Gardner wrote during the economic downturn in 2008. The thing I got out of that book more than anything was he was talking to a young investment guy that was literally going home on the subway with his box from being fired. And he said, you can't, they can never take away, they can take your job away, but they can't take away the knowledge that you have and the experience. So take that and use it some other way and you'll be there. And yeah, and you've had those years of doing your own stuff as well. But I think more than anything is don't let age get in your way. You started very early and saying, Hey, I saved up this money. Now I want to make it work. And whether you're older, whether you're younger, take her into account that she just got started. And I think that's the most important part of it. Your first deal worked out. It just didn't work out the way you probably thought it was going to because you bought wrong, but you learn from that and you'll never do that again. Exactly. 
and we awesome. and we're still learning. Yeah. But I love that. I always tell yeah. people work on the things that nobody can take away from you. Absolutely. Your skill set, everything, your connections, building relationships, like nobody can take that away from you. Yeah, and don't discount that the connections part of it. In real estate, it's way easier when you've got a great amount of people that you've gotten to know and are building that those relationships over time. You don't need to know how, you just need to know who. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right, let's transition into the fast five questions now. You ready? I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> All right. You wake up in the morning. First one, wake up in the morning. Business is totally gone. You have 500 bucks in your pocket, laptop, computer, place to live. What are you going to do first? Call all my people, call all I my connections. It. Start making phone calls. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Okay. Second question. What's the biggest business mistake you've ever made? Not taking responsibility to do my own due diligence. Like okay. when I bought my this piece of land, I was like, I trusted a guy because he's a broker, because he has mm. been in the industry. Of course, he knows what he's doing. Here's my money. I need to take responsibility to know my numbers, know what I'm doing, and take full responsibility of what I'm doing. Yeah, and that's a huge one. That You can utilize experts to get advice from, but you should always do your own numbers, your own research, especially in real estate, because if you don't understand your numbers, you are absolutely right. It will come back to bite you in the end. And they'll have been on and they're gone at that point. They've made their commission and they're gone and you're left holding the bag. Yes. All right. Third question. What is a good book that you would recommend for our audience? Oh, I have a lot. Probably one of them, yeah, The Power of One More by Ed Milet. Okay. I love that book. And all he talks about is how important it is just to do one more, one more, whatever you're doing, the compound effect of one more, one more. And then you look back and you just build the whole business. You have a great mm -hmm. relationship. Use every single day, do one more than is expected. I love that. Absolutely. All right. What is a tool that you use in your business every day that you might recommend? A CRM, probably. We okay. use Go High Level just to stay in contact with all of our investors, funnels, and make sure we are in front of their face all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. That's awesome. All right. Last question. What is your definition of freedom? Do what I want with what I want and not be worried about money, work, just have the ability to provide, to be present. If I'm with my family, being present with them and not be thinking, oh, I have to work or I have to do all this. If I'm on vacation, enjoy that. That's I how I that can one. ambition freedom. Great answer. Great answer. So if somebody wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way? One, my website, massive.capital slash Jasmine, or my Instagram, invest with Jasmine. We'll, we'll make sure we put, we'll put both of those in our show notes for you. <laughs> so thank you for coming on today. It was a pleasure getting to meet you and you're an inspiration, getting started early and getting going. And I can't wait to see what you do over the years here as you continue to grow. Of course. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you for having me. And hopefully we can work together love in the future. Absolutely love it.
So, folks, thank you very much for your time today. We appreciate you being on and listening to us wherever you're listening to it or watching us. Make sure that you subscribe to the channel, hit that little notification button. And if you can, we'd appreciate just hitting that like button as well, because that helps with the the algorithms, which helps make sure that we get more and more folks like you onto these podcasts. So thanks a lot. We will see you back here the very next time. Thank you for listening to the Freedom Nation podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and all the major channels. Wherever you're listening, please subscribe to the channel and leave a rating and review. If you have friends and family that could benefit from their own Freedom Day, please share with them. Finally, join Freedom Nation by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.